0: And welcome to the Authentic Connection podcast by Honeypot. My name is Laura and I'll be your host. Each week, a special guest and I will dive deep into authentic connection, unraveling what this means for us and how to find it with ourselves, each other, and the environment. These raw conversations are packed with knowledge, wisdom, and inspiration relatable for all human beings journeying through life. The universe has brought you to this podcast for a reason. Let's jump in and journey together. Hello, it's Laura here. Welcome to episode nine of the Authentic Connection podcast. This episode was an absolute dream. I've been following Laura Allen's work for a couple of years. Yes, now, and I was so excited that she agreed to chat to me and have this conversation. It was just incredible. So what have we got in store? Uh, we begin by talking about Laura's burnout from living a life a little too far to the yang side of things, which leads to her exploration of a more pleasure-based, feminine, yin life that she now leads. Laura takes us through some embodiment practices, particularly her personal favourite is breast massage, which she thinks is key to allowing her to lead with an open heart and purpose fueled with pleasure. In a world with constant distractions, we talk about how presence is the greatest gift that you can give the people you love. We talk a little bit about... Laura's lessons from past relationships, lessons we can learn from polygamy, and her best sex toy, she believes, is meditation. So maybe take that one to your partner and see what they think. Anyway, that's the general gist, but in this conversation, there is so much more and so much juiciness that I know you will love. Speaking of things you love, if you're listening to this Hopefully that means that you are enjoying the podcasts and I'd love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts to let me know what you think. I would really, really appreciate that and that would also help other people find this podcast if they're interested in finding authentic connection in this crazy world. Without further ado, let's jump into my conversation with Laura Allen. Hello, Laura. Thank you so, so, so much for taking the time to chat with me this morning. It is lovely to be able to have a really long re conversation, hopefully. So welcome and thank you.
1: Mm, and thank you, Laura. It's like, yeah, it's always so nice to drop in and connect with you. We've had various touch points over the last couple of years and so much of what we do aligns and yeah, I'm always, always happy to talk about these topics and Share what we can with the world.
0: Oh, cool! Thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, even over just the last year, say, so I've learned a lot of incredible wisdom from you. So, thank you for for sharing all of that with the world too. It's been, yeah, I suppose it's just one of those one of those topics that people don't talk about. So, I love talking about things that people don't generally talk about. I suppose to before we really really dive in, I'd love to I'd love for you to explain a little bit about what you do. So, I suppose a sexual wellness sort of educator and yeah, so it's in your own words, how would, you, how would you explain what you do?
1: Yeah, sex, like holistic sex education is really the foundation of my work. I'm passionate about, you know, um, sharing with people new ways of loving, connecting, and enjoying our physical bodies and enjoying, enjoying sex in ways that yeah. really leave us feeling enlivened and fulfilled, yeah, as opposed to something different to that. Mm. I work with a lot of women and I really help guide them back to their bodies and help them to shift into a pleasure-based lifestyle, which in essence is about making decisions that feel good in the body. So when I speak about pleasure, I speak about pleasure in a holistic sense, not solely in a sex-centric sense. Mm. Mm. And when we start to create a life that is based, you know, in pleasure, that is based in love, that is based in that feeling of expansion within our bodies. That's when we really start to come into alignment. The synchronicities happen. We feel fulfilled. We come into purpose. You know, our bodies change, our relationships change, and we start to, yeah, walk the path of a happy, healthy, turned on life.
0: Mm, Incredible. And so I feel like I've actually only heard little tidbits of kind of your journey. So I suppose it's quite a common thing for people to come from a place where they don't have what they now have. So for, for you, did you come from a place where you weren't living what you would call a pleasure-based life? And how did that journey happen?
1: Yeah, I mean, I like... I've, I've had a pretty blessed life. I'm not going to lie about that. I've definitely had my hardships. I've got my childhood trauma, like, you know, pretty much everyone on the planet does, but I've really, you know, I've really made the most out of my life. I've always been someone who seeks, you know, the path less trodden on and I've always carved my own way and been ambitious and, and in a sense of like how, how full and rich I wanted my life to be. Yeah. I guess I just wasn't going about it in the right way and that's where I was mm. getting it wrong so you know very classically I ended up in burnout in my mid-20s I was an entrepreneur at the time I was living in Europe I was having bits mm. of fun um, but I was running I was running in a very Yang way. I was mm. overdoing. I was overstretching. I was over-pushing. And I wasn't making decisions that were actually right for me. They weren't right for mm. my body. They weren't mm. right for my soul. And it led me in a direction that while it was, you know, glamorous and cool and all of that kind of stuff. And it allowed me to experience a lot in life. Deep down in my heart and in my soul, I was really unhappy. So I really struggled with depression a lot throughout my life, you know, learning to cope with anxiety, learning how to work with my nervous system and um, has been a big journey for me. And sex and relationships have also been probably my my biggest mess. You know, the message that, um, you know, that saying where you turn your biggest mess into your message. And I always felt like I was very, you know, quote unquote, sexually empowered, but in actual fact, I was relating from low self-worth and that meant that I was having experiences that left me feeling really depleted, really used, really unhappy. You know, I would, Mm. I would have sex and I would just, my body would shut down. It was, my heart was broken, you know, it was Mm. really hurting and I knew that there was more. I knew that I could. I knew that I knew that I could have everything that I wanted. I knew that I could create a life beyond my wildest dreams. I knew all of that stuff deep down in my soul, but mm. I had a lot of work to do when it came to self worth, self love, and you know, actually getting to know my body and standing up for my own pleasure and what I wanted in the world.
0: Mm. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Incredible, incredible. <laughs> would you just, just from that in terms of, yeah, I suppose the, one of the first things that you were talking about was that sort of too much of the yang energy, too much of the doing, too much of the, and, and, and that's associated with our masculine. So what would, you know, if somebody was going to take one little step to move away from yang into yin, into feminine, what would be your first little thing that you'd you'd recommend for them? Yeah, oh, I love that. So I really believe in, in the balance
1: of our yin and our yang, you know, our Mm. our masculine and our feminine within. I'm really not about toxic masculinity and like man hating and, you know, like really dissing the masculine because we need, we need it like Mm. in our lives. Um, and it's really important that we understand and know that. So I really like to use a visualization tool that I've sort of created over the years. And that is that as a feminine essence identifying person. So that means Mm. that, you know, this isn't about gender, but this is someone Mm. who identifies with a feminine essence. Okay. So you might be more prone to um, sensations, emotions, and the flow of life just as like a blanket statement.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So if you're a feminine essence identifying person, then you know, it's really important that we are able to live in alignment with our bodies. And so this visualization tool is all, is working with the elements of water. Mm. The feminine is that flow. So just imagine yourself as this beautiful river and your job in your life is to keep the ecosystem alive and thriving in this river. You know, we think about, you know, rivers in our own country or wherever Mm. you live in the world where, you know, Mm. there might be beavers that create dams in there and, you know, like you've got to get those blocks out of the way. Mm. There might be little like rocks around that are causing all of these rapids and really turbulent waters. And so what do you need to do to to bring it back into a calm stream? So this is your flow. This is your Mm. feminine. This is your flow this constant stream of creativity this like this thriving vibrant ecosystem of like crystal clear pure waters there's there's ecosystems of fish and bacteria living in there that that holistically create a sense of beauty wonder and awe Mm. but at the same time we need a container a river needs a river Bank the walls, it needs the container around it. Otherwise, this beautiful river that you're creating will just, you know, go off in a million different directions. It'll become scattered, unclear, murky, turn into like muddy marshes, you know, like a pond sort of vibe. And that's not what we want. So, this is where the masculine comes in within us. Inner yang, our inner masculine, that doing, that one that can say, Okay okay, beautiful, like today we're going to wake up at 6 a.m. and we're going to get these things done so that you can, so they're sitting in the container so that mm. you know that you can do those things and then doosh, you, you can come back into flow. So it's, it's really about using your masculine to create a container for you to drop deeper into safety, to drop deeper into your purpose, to drop deeper mm. into your pleasure so that you can flow freely in life Mm. with purpose with direction and with clarity
0: cool that's an incredible i think the yeah i think visualization our brain is just so visual we use images really well and i think that yeah the boulders and the dams are a really cool way to look at things because when you're talking about these things that aren't really physical things it's nice to be able to put a physical image in the mind to help people yeah. help myself understand them better
1: and everyone can tailor that to themselves you know if you have yeah. to just like stop pause and breathe into your body and just have that visualization like what is my river looking like right now like oh is mm. it, it's, it's a bit leaky over here there's like a little stagnancy over here like what kind of masculine structure do I need to create more like direction or to kind of feel mm. that space and Yeah. It's like when you close your eyes and feel into it, what comes up will be completely unique to you. And it's a really Mm. beautiful guide to help you Mm. understand better where you're sitting at in that polarity.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's a constant balance, the old masculine, feminine. It's been Mm -hmm. quite interesting. Just from my point of view recently, I've quit my job and I'm going off to, well, do very little is the idea, but we'll still be, doing things but seeing people's reactions to that has been quite interesting because people we're just so programmed to fill our time you know and to fill you know like okay so you know you've got a week holiday like you've got to use every day and do an activity and do this and do that and people are like oh so well what are you gonna do and I'm like well actually I'm just gonna do whatever I feel like I want to do on the day like it I think it's almost rebellious like doing little and doing very little and not scheduling our time back to back to back to back so yeah I suppose that's a obviously I don't want to lose myself and fall too much into the flow and too much into the feminine and not get anything done because there's definitely activities I want to do but yeah that balance is something that we're constantly constantly striving for
1: totally and what people don't understand is that we live in a world that like celebrates these you know like masculine quote-unquote characteristics of Mm. linear of action of productivity and all of those kinds of things like that is the culture that we live Mm. in Mm. and I'm not here to be like you know fuck the patriarch and all of that kind of stuff it's not my buzz but it's nice to have awareness around like you know, okay, this is, this is what we are surrounded by, but actually like, what does it feel like? What does it feel like in your body to give yourself permission to lean into that spaciousness, to lean into that being and know that actually like stopping and resting is being productive. Like my feminine needs this time to tap Mm. into its creativity, to tap into source, Mm. to get that guidance to feel Mm. alive and nurtured and turned on so that when I do step into that doing again, it's in pleasure. It's just so much better. And it's not from a place Mm. of obligation because we think that we Mm. should be doing that when we're not.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And so what would be a a practice that you do or what's one of your favorite ways to i suppose really find authentic connection within yourself or you know connect back to your true self once again if you ever get disconnected
1: yeah totally and it's yeah it's always a, it's always in forever a balance and a juggle right There's, there is no such thing as balance balance yeah. is about you know veering off the path and coming back on and then veering off again and coming back on like that is balance that's what it's all about we never yeah. lock it down like perfectly You know, and for myself personally, I have a relationship, I have a dog, I have a business, I have like friendships and all of these Mm. things as well. I don't have kids at the moment, but you know, there's all of these things that we're constantly juggling in life. And so when it does start to feel full and I feel that I'm starting to, I guess, I notice for myself personally, I can start to caretake for other people or like become or like fall Mm. into codependency like patterns. I start to you know, eat food that perhaps like, isn't fully in alignment with what I wanna be eating and so on, that's mm. when I know it's just time to stop and slow down and come back to myself. And so, mm. I mean, every day I carve out time where it looks like meditation, breast massage, like doing embodiment practices mm. to me are really important. And so it's not only working with like the journaling and like the sort of head space component mm. to wellbeing but actually working with the body. And so that can be through dance, that can be through breath work, that can be through touch. I'm a big fan of breast massage. I think Mm. it's a really powerful tool to help us, you know, tune into our radiance as well as do a lot of de-armoring and help us release Mm. all sorts of stuff that we store in our chest and out in our breasts. And it really helps me to go out into the day with this like open heart, open open shoulders like pride and direction and purpose fueled with pleasure but also deeply rooted in my heart's desire and my heart's Mm. my heart's um yeah truth I guess so it's Mm. really about it's really about noticing and then just simply stopping pausing creating and carving out that space cancelling plans if I need to it's like there's nothing more important than my well-being. It's like I, I would mm. never do something out of obligation if it's like really, if it's really, really not the right thing for me to be doing.
0: Because mm. Mm. carving out that time is is almost something from a masculine. You could almost schedule it in, make it happen, and then you know fill it with with the things that your body and your mind needs right then and right there. That's that's really cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, and we all need to sort of, well, we don't all need to, but you know, we do live in this world. And so like, what would it feel like to schedule white space time in your calendar? Mm. So it's like, you know, perhaps it's half an hour in the morning of white space, you know, a lot of like, you know, bro marketing, like masculine, like personal development, people will be like, this is your morning routine. You've got to do this, this and this. And there's a list and like all of that stuff, which is great. You know, it like has a purpose and it can work. Yeah, um, for some people, yeah. But it's also, you know, that's the sort of linear and masculine way of doing it. And so what would it look like for you to just have white space where you can really tune into your body and tune into what you need in that moment Mm. and Mm. go with that flow, go with that practice that actually is alive for you right now and allowing Mm. yourself to choose what feels good in your body now.
0: Mm. Cool. So, yeah, connection, I suppose, is is sort of the theme of of the podcast. So there's definitely ways we can connect within to our true self, as you've just said. But what what would be your favorite ways to find really true, authentic connection with other people? I love this question. Mm.
1: True connection, I believe, comes from presence. Going back to the culture that we live in, Mm. there is you know there's a lot going on there's a lot of multitasking (laughs) Mm. there's a lot of distraction and what a gift it is to be with someone who you love and in full presence with them where nothing around you is relevant not even a ding yeah. on the phone is going to pull their presence out of your experience mm. together i think we really don't take into consideration the quality of the time that we spend together and we you know allow ourselves to be distracted and you know we allow our minds to be distracted we're talking to our friend we're having a conversation, but actually in our minds, we're thinking about them. We're not in the moment. We're not there with them. We're not really there with them. So true connection is practicing actually being there, actually listening, hearing Mm. them, seeing them, compassion, empathy, honesty. Yeah. That would be my my first
0: answer yeah that's cool and I really like how you mentioned that you don't actually have to like have a phone in front of you to be distracted when you're with somebody you can easily just be distracted by as you mentioned the, the things that are going on in your mind about you know the to-do list or whatever you've got to go to the supermarket or you've got to do this tomorrow yeah and it is definitely a practice because it's not easy where again with our culture with the programming we're so conditioned to be trying to be as productive and do as many things as we can do at one time so we're trying to listen to somebody while we're also planning our next day or whatever it is so yeah it's a practice
1: totally. it is a practice <laughs> and this is like this is a really big piece of my work and i have a blog post i do have my own podcast with like so many episodes about this exact topic and it's like what is the best sex toy in the world you know and mm. i honestly believe it's meditation yeah seriously and like there's a million different styles that you can meditate out there so like what are you gonna do are you gonna like do the thing or are you gonna come up with a reason why you can't do the thing like everyone can meditate everyone can do it it just matters it's like are you willing to do it or not <laughs> when you start to when you start to really practice and train your mind to you know a, a, again like establish those like really strong neural pathways that bring you out of that flight mode and back into Mm. pleasure, back into your body, back into the present moment that Mm. is going to serve not only your relationships, Mm. romantic and platonic, but it's going to serve your career. Mm. It's going to serve your romantic relationships and it's going to serve your sex life, your pleasure. Mm. And not just talking about, you know, like, just sex centric sex like again just being able to be present in a lover's embrace being able to be Mm. present while you're having sex even if it's you know a quickie you know it doesn't have to be like a Mm. five hour multi-orgasmic like tantric (laughs) sex experience if you're truly present you can never have the same experience twice Mm. So really learning to come out of the mind and back into the body is the best mm. best tool that you can use for so many reasons. Mm.
2: Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was, yeah, that was great. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with you around the meditation and I'll just take that a step, almost a step further and say, I suppose what you get from meditation is you get the presence and then you get better communication. I think communication is one of the most 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 important things Mm. and so I suppose my next question is around connecting to nature and of course that is sort of sometimes as easy as just going out there and experiencing it but is there a particular activity or thing that you like to do out in nature that you feel really allows you feel really grounded and connected with the world around us
1: Mm, yeah I'm a big water I'm a big water lady so you know Water is my element in my horoscopes and I really resonate Mm. with like the feminine, the femininity in water. I really like just around, I live like right on a lagoon. And so literally as I'm sitting here, I, you know, I'm facing this beautiful, like calm, nourishing body of water. And so for me, like going for strolls along the beach, going for walks around a leg, going for a dip in the Having a bath, like really working with water, is is so nourishing for me and helps me. Yeah, really lends me (laughs) back into myself. Um, And then, of course, like I love doing all the things. Especially now that I live here in Wanaka, I'm like, oh, I love mountain biking. I love climbing. I love skiing. I love like triathlons like it's all like coming to me now so there's the this adventure aspect that's really this fire that's igniting within me and finding new ways to experience nature and and connection
0: through being in it yeah Bonica is an incredible spot for activities like you have got everything just on your doorstep don't you seriously everything it's I feel like it's a lush it's a lush 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 place to be yeah <laughs> I suppose I just want to finish on a couple of little tips from you in terms of I suppose I'm a bit curious about what the biggest struggles that your some of your clients have in terms of of all the things we've talked about balance and life and masculine and feminine and flow and so from your experience with some of the clients that you've been working with over over the years what would be the biggest sort of barriers that they have the biggest issues that they deal with and and what would be your main sort of tips and tricks for them Mm.
1: yeah honestly i would say that pretty much 90 percent, 95 (laughs) percent nearly all of my clients really struggle with being in their bodies and it's completely unsurprising again, due to, you know, culture and how we're raised and what we're taught in school. And I notice that they all really live in their heads. You know, there's a lot of like when we experience a feeling or an emotion or a sensation in the body, there's this instant dissociation from the actual feeling and going into the mind to try and understand it, make sense of it, solve it, figure it out, think about it over and over again. There's a lot of heady, headiness, a lot of talking from the mind. And so, really, my biggest task is, and it's funny because you know, women come to me wanting to have cervical orgasms and all of that stuff. And we get into that, but you can't experience that level of pleasure. If you don't, if you're not able to feel comfortable in your, in your body, and that includes feeling all of your feelings, the entire spectrum. So I teach my clients how to really work with The good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, how can we process in a healthy way, like anger, grief, shame, sadness? Like, how can we really love ourselves, love those parts of ourselves, and really hold that, process it, let it flow through our bodies, and release it? So that when we want to experience, like, really big, profound orgasmic energy as well, we actually now have the capacity to do that we know how to hold that much energy in our body we know how to receive that much pleasure because pleasure and pain are actually they're one and the same in a way and so it's really about giving the women tools and techniques to come back down to the body especially when they're going into anxiety when they're going into flight And then, yeah, just like teaching them to default into pleasure instead of defaulting into anxiety or worry or any of those sorts of, you know, heady experiences. So it's really about embodiment and learning to, yeah, help women realise that their bodies are actually their friends and they don't need to be overwhelmed or afraid of what they're experiencing on a sensational level.
0: Yeah. That's incredible. I, yeah, I can imagine there are lots of people who come to you with these goals and these things that they want to achieve and you just have to reel it back a step or two to just get them in their body.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why it's so amazing though. And that's why the work, that's why I love working in sexuality because it's, mm. it's actually got so little to do with, with sex. And, um, mm. you know, there's like techniques and tools that we can talk about and share, of course, like the, that is a part of it but it's so deeply holistic, and when you really start to work with this with this energy and with this field, you really um yeah, things really can shift and change pretty quickly mm, yeah mm, mm.
0: and so do you again, this is slightly just out of curiosity. do you mostly work with people who are in a relationship or out of a relationship
1: ah, oh, that's a great question i'd say. Uh, about fifty fifty. I mean, yeah. yeah, a bit of both. Yeah, really a bit mm. of both.
0: Yeah. Mm. And what are your thoughts and feelings on I suppose what I would call the myth around having to sort of have everything sorted and love yourself and be all good to go before you enter a relationship?
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Like I mean, it is important to it's important to have Love for yourself. It's important to do work on yourself so that you attract a partner that is mm. going to give you the healing that you're really looking. I mean, like every relationship, even if it's a relationship based in, in self worth, is still going to be sending you the message that you need to heal and mm. grow. This one thing. Mm. So if you get burnt in a relationship, if you get ghosted, you know that is essentially what you need to learn so that it doesn't happen again. Mm. So every like, I guess, quote unquote failed relationship is still a is still like a light that's been shone down on the path that you really need to take to grow and evolve into your higher self. Right. And I think the myth that you need to be like deeply in love with yourself before you have a relationship is, is so not true because it's when mm. you're in a relationship. Yeah. It's like when we, when you're in relationship, that's when you kind of like really everything that, you, that you've learned on your own is like, tested it in a whole new way and like Mm. it's when you're in relationship you're being mirrored back to you you know your wounds and the things that trigger you and it's it's in that place that you can really grow and so it's about getting to a place where you attract someone that is loving that is committed and that can hold you in the most like yeah, in the most kind of divine way, I guess, as you both journey and grow through that process together.
0: Mm. Yeah, I have a real, well, I don't know if it's a a hobby is quite the right word, but I'm really interested in long-term relationships and what makes them work and what makes them not work. I actually was just sitting, um, having a coffee at Orphan's Kitchen not too long ago. I love Orphans Kitchens so much. The best. It's like the thing I'm gonna miss most about Auckland. It's her, her
1: yeah. I'm going back to Auckland in a month and I'm already writing down like all of the places <laughs> that I'm gonna go and like Orphans Kitchens number one.
0: <laughs> Literally <laughs> my last week that I went there every single day. Oh <laughs> so good, so good. But anyway, it was that not front beach the episode by the No, way. No, no, I know, I know, exactly. <laughs> that front bench out the front, I'm sure you can visualize it, and probably lots of, lots of other listeners can too, um, I was sitting there, and two gentlemen were sitting at the other end, and they were speaking very loudly, I could not help but overhear, and one of them had just, um, his marriage had just ended, and the other one's marriage had obviously ended, say, six months ago, and, but it was such a lovely conversation, like, it was just, oh, I think I did this and then I tried this and then da 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 And like, and then they're kind of pepping each other up and they're like, well, it's, you know, it's okay. Like you did what you could and da-da-da-da. And I was just like, wow, it was just really cool to hear two men speak like that about their marriages. Cause I just don't know. I mean, I don't know how often it happens because I'm not really at that age yet where we've been in marriages for a long time. But yeah, I just thought that was, that was really, really interesting and really, really cool. But I suppose my question for you is, is there a particular long-term relationship, and it doesn't actually have to be a romantic one, that really sticks in your mind in terms of teaching you something about yourself or something about how you like to relate, or or helping you evolve in some way?
1: Um, yeah, beautiful. I love this question. It feels really clear what the answer is to me. So, I mean, every relationship I've had has been a beautiful lesson, um, but there is one in particular, and that is my my last relationship with my ex-boyfriend. He really taught me many things, but I think that was the first time in my life that I really understood what love could feel like and how healthy, secure, sovereign, non-possessive, grounded, like a relationship that is just really purely grounded in, and rooted in love, mm. pure love, and how effortless and just... Stunning it was. And yeah. even when we decided to end the relationship, it was still out of pure love. And for mm. so we did it because we loved each other and we also loved ourselves. Yeah. It was a relationship that was read in really high self worth for both of us. It was a relationship that presented. Uh, respect, love, and adoration for the other person. It was very uplifting, very empowering, very expansive. Um, And yeah, I think that was like, it really sort of set a benchmark for me when it comes to how I want to feel in my relationship. And it also really taught me something else, really, really beautiful, but kind of painful, but Mm. there's like a resonance of truth within it. And that is impermanence. I feel like we can really hold on to relationships thinking that they are supposed to be forever and some of them mm-hmm. are forever. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we should be frivolous and non committal. That is the complete opposite of what I'm saying. But there but there are times when when love actually has run its course in this in this incarnation. And I think being able to know and understand and accept that with ease and grace and exit love with ease and grace is a really beautiful way to live and navigate mm. a life of relationships. Mm.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That's. I you cry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel a bit tearing. My God. Just thinking back to all of those, just any relationship that's ended you know like whether it's friendships or anything you know and it's like you feel sad and you feel like it shouldn't end at the time but actually it's, it's okay that it ends you know and mm. um, yeah I think impermanence yeah that's a definite takeaway mm. I have
1: one more thing actually do you mind if Please. I share of course I, it's relevant, but I feel like it might be really beautiful for the listeners to hear and I went to a wedding Last summer, and the vows that they created for each other mm. really were sensational. I just oh, loved wow. it, and so yeah. I think in the, in the same topic of what we're talking about, yeah, that they were saying, "I'm not vowing to be with you forever. I'm not yeah. promising that I'm going to be with you forever, but I am promising, I am committing to creating and contributing to." the most nourishing, beautiful and fulfilling container for you to choose to come home to every day. Mm. And if you, if you truly deeply in your soul need to go sailing on a yacht for a year, traveling the world, then I a hundred percent support you in that, but I won't mm. be coming with you because I get seasick. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but I can't wait to hear the stories when you get home. Mm. You know, and so just that level of trust and freedom that we yeah. that we just aren 't again taught like modern relationships in that really uh, I, I would call it old paradigm of marriage mm. it 's really quite a there 's no freedom in that there 's mm. no sovereignty in that mm. there 's no trust in it, and it 's mm. so it 's so not suitable for Modern humans for who we are now, I really loved that they were, I guess, realistic about life and Mm. really committing to being together in whatever incarnation their love was going to morph into. And I think that that is really beautiful. And in Mm. that freedom and in that allowing, in that letting go, you just breed. A relationship that is deeply rooted in trust and it's so yeah. easy to come back to because you are so free
0: mm. Mm. that's yeah that is really really lovely part of human nature that we're craving freedom and so when we create these containers that kind of have these specific rules about how things are going to roll and that don't embody the freedom aspect we get maybe a little bit stuck or we look for freedom elsewhere and you know all other things that go along with that. Yeah, um,
1: totally. Totally. Yeah. And like, I mean, this conversation could morph into, you know, relationship models and discussing polyamory and so on and so forth. And like, that's a, another entire podcast. And like, I, yeah. my, I myself practice monogamy. It just suits who I am, who I am and what my soul needs and how I, Desire to love, what my heart mm. needs to really drop into that beauty and pleasure. Yeah. Um, but you know, I take a lot away from polyamorous relationship. Well, I'm want to say like formats, <laughs> structure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like they have a lot to 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 teach us actually when it comes to that. Yeah, that like that freedom because there are ways that you can establish freedom true, true, true freedom in a relationship that isn't leaky freedom that looks like cheating, needing to be in a quote-unquote open relationship so that you can be quote-unquote free. Like, freedom doesn't equal having sex with other people. That's not freedom at all. That's an excuse. It's leaky and it's actually not going to fulfill your heart or to what you're truly needing. So it's actually, it's a really beautiful little wormhole to learn about relationships and how you can Create a relationship that actually enables you and gives you that sense of freedom in ways that are truly nourishing for your heart and soul.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with everything you just said. Yeah, I think there is a lot to learn. Like, you know, the the people who do polyamory well, like communication is... Something they practice, and that they have to get right really, and I think that that 's something that we can take through into monogamous relationships as well like it 's so easy to kind of just keep cruising along and not necessarily be communicating if something 's not quite working, you know if it 's only just sort of low level stuff and, and then it only you only bring it up once it gets deeper you know big stuff, and it 's like um, there 's no room for that
1: when you 're dealing with multiple relationships. <laughs> exactly no way that it it just turned into a bit of a clusterfuck really so Mm, mm. um if anyone's intrigued if anyone wants to learn more there's a great book it's called more than two it's got some really beautiful strategies in there it talks about all sorts of things but yeah agreements communication jealousy because jealousy arises Mm. in monogamous relationships as well. And it's like, wow, like, oh, this is a really beautiful framework that I can use Mm. to talk to my, to talk to my partner about this thing that I'm experiencing and that actually be celebrated and supported and like seen and processed Mm. consensually and mutually with your partner. Like that is freedom. That's yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Freedom to express yourself. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes you (laughs) see cool thank you so much for that laura if people want to find more about you head to your website would be the best spot for for finding out about what you're what you're up to
1: totally like my website has you know a pretty it has all of my offerings on there it's got my podcast on there as well there's over 70 episodes now and it's got like over a hundred thousand downloads so it's really taking off um everything on there from you know the microbiome of the vagina to pelvic floor physiotherapy to tantric sexuality and you know everything in between psychology communication self-pleasure like yoni eggs the whole thing it's in there so go check it out also come to my instagram it's kind of my favorite place to like show up and share information on on the daily so if you want to like really get to know me and get to learn about this this topic and this work i definitely recommend that you pop on over there and yeah check it out you can just search me it's laura ellen that's ellen L- with an e E-double-l-e-n.
0: um yeah amazing 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 yeah. well thank you so much laura um it's been incredible the chat to you about all of my favorite things including relationships and connections so thank you so so much for that
1: yeah. My pleasure. Such a great chat. I just love talking about this stuff. Clearly a <laughs> yeah. really, really great chat. So thank you so much. And yes, I will, will speak soon. I'm sure of it. Cool. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. Thanks so much for your time. All the info on where to find Laura Allen will be in the show notes. So feel free to follow those links. One more episode for season one to get out to you. I am really excited for this next one too. A bit different, but super, super cool. Uh, And then we've got a little bonus episode with myself, Tish, and Sarah. So I think you'll really enjoy that one as well. Have a lovely rest of your day. Thanks so much, guys.